Hi, welcome to the Christian Indie Writers Podcast, where we inform, encourage, and support Christian indie writers on their journey to publication. I'm Jamie Hirschberger. I write short fiction under the pen name J.R. Nichols. I'm Jennifer Carl Tong, and I write historical Christian romance. I'm Christina Katane, and I write in multiple genres, including Christian dystopian fiction. I'm Rhonda Hagerman, and I write fiction and nonfiction. Well, thank you to everybody tuning in live, and thank you to all of our listeners on iTunes or any of the other platforms where we make the podcast available. YouTubers, if you like what we're doing, remember to like and subscribe below. You can also go over to our website and subscribe to get our newsletter to be sure you will never miss a single episode of the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. All right, so first things first, we like to go around the virtual table every week and find out what's going on in the lives of our hosts. So we'll start with Jen. What's up, Jen? Oh, so my girls and I are in full on summer vacation and my girls Yay. love to, um, they're very much like me in that. So here's a little insight of what Jen was like younger. Um, I loved Barbies and I played with them well into high school. No lie. Um, and I wouldn't admit it then, but I loved to sew the curtains for the dollhouse and I made outfits and I made rugs and stuff. My girls are the same way. They're younger than, than I was then, but, um, they love to make things for their American girl dolls or for their Barbies. And they've been spending a lot of time, like I've taught them to use a sewing machine. They mm -hmm. were sewing quilts yesterday for their Aww. dolls and pillows, but earlier this week, my um, one daughter had me help her make a bookcase. And so we're making this bookcase and she's like, I'm going to have to um, look for things to put on it. And so I went off in my bedroom and I did some little arts and crafts thinking that like they were going to be like, mom, and they loved it. <laughs> look what I did. It's her books. They're little teeny <laughs> searching for Anna. And yeah, avoiding as they're like, miniatures it's completely a visual if you're not watching the podcast you gotta go see how adorable are these she showed so, me the other day i'm like that has to be your what's up jen you have to bring them to the podcast so i made them super quick thinking the girls can be like mom and like just what want them and they're like oh my goodness this that's so cool because they're already writing scripts for these little plays they're doing with their dolls and they're like Aww. they're like want to do product placement they're like Aww. oh what are you reading oh i'm reading searching for Anna <laughs> Aww, so, so now i feel like cute. i should do a, a better but that's what i did with my week i didn't go to office hours and we'll talk about that later i did a little bit but um yeah so Arts so they're making a little commercial for your books. That's so sweet. That's I love it. You need a live <laughs> debut on the podcast. If they come up with a commercial for one of your books, that would be so sweet <laughs> to do. Oh, golly. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's great. What's up with you today, uh, Rhonda? Well, um, this week, my office hours haven't been that great. Um, I've had a house guest for the week, which mm -hmm. is um, totally about awesome. that, Yeah. Yeah. But um, my work is a little bit slacked, but that's okay because I've gotten other stuff done. And um, I'm feeling good about starting next week with good habits again. Well, great. And how, well, I'll go next. Um, my what's up is our guest today is not just a really good writer, but she also is a very good keeper of culture um, as far as Appalachian culture and things like that. And I, I had just decided to start kind of braiding my hair some and see here. Uh, I, I have love a nice it, braid. Yeah, thank so you. I like it. And and then I was sad because I really wanted, I know, just kind of like a leather thong or something to kind of, not like underwear thong. 
Anyway, like a piece of leather, a strip of leather. Okay, everybody. Oh my Which gosh. Which is the original use of the word. Oh my gosh. I know. Like this is going all kinds of wrong. Anyway, I You're just wanted. Wrong. I just want to right. point that out. Yes. Oh, all so I just want to wrap my hair at the bottom. And, and it was funny. I had nothing. So I had to just use a hair elastic. So when our guest saw my braid, she's like, what do you have on the bottom? And I was like, I don't have anything cool there. Cause I knew I'd be like called out by someone. And she's like, well, guess what? Have I got a trick for you? And she said that her grandmother would take the hair from the hairbrush and twist it up like how you can, you know, twist fibers and make that's how you make yarn in case no one knew that's what a spinning wheel is all about. And you can make like a little hair tie out of your very own hair that is free, obviously, and is recycling and reusing and matches exactly the color of your own hair. I love this tip so much. I just want to say that is the most awesome thing I've learned all week. So that's my what's up. What's up with you, Bambina? Well, first of all, I'd like to agree with Sage who said, Jamie, you were the only one thinking that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Until you said something. Well, it's, yeah. I apologize to everybody. Well, maybe, you know what it is? It's the sprint. I'm in trouble today with the sprint, you guys. Oh, no. Yeah. But anyway, you'll see why later. So what is your what's up, Bambina? Well, I, in case you guys haven't noticed the change of scenery behind me, I am in our brand new home office. Yay! Uh, at the desk Yay! that we put together. It was a test of our marriage, a test of our faith, and a test of our some intense fellowship. prayer life. Yeah. <laughs> some intense fellowship was having and happening at the Katane house. Sanctifying experience. Exactly. Yeah. And um, if yeah, uh, right over there in the corner is my sewing table that I also just got and put together, and it's that's up against another window over there, um, so I can start doing some little sewing projects again. That's so completely awesome. Well, um, do you, you like well, to sew some blankets and some pillows for American Girl dolls with my girls? Because they'd be all in on that. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that little granddaughter of yours is going to be big enough for an American Girl doll pretty soon. So you might want to take some tips and tricks from Jennifer's girls. And, you know, she and just turned three. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, lots of babies. Aww. <laughs> So I got her a, a box of four babies, which Aww. that's what she calls dolls. So it that's was um, sweet. the two princesses from Frozen. And then if you have anyone seen Frozen 2, there's a native guy who herds the, um, oh, what are they called? They're not moose. Caribou. Caribou. Mm -hmm. And then there's a girl, native girl. And so it has those four characters in there. Um, my daughter got her a bike that has a little seat on the back. Of like a baby seat that you can put your dolls on. Aww. So she was right on her bike with her four baby dolls strapped into the baby seat. It was great. That's so cute. That's awesome. Well, right. um, we have some chat going yeah. on, everyone. So Shell says her what's up is her middle child turned 18 yesterday. Oh, that's a milestone. Wow. Bittersweet. Start, bittersweet. Starting to plan a new short story. I listened to the Christian writer's 
podcast episode 39 and it has some great advice. So thanks, ladies. I wish I remembered what check was 39 <laughs> was all about. Maybe I should look it up really quick. I just so you can be like, yes. If anybody wants to see exactly how homemade we are, just go watch the beginning of episode 36. Oh. It's kind of <laughs> like we're just like, oh, are we live? Yep. No fancy <laughs> intro, nothing. It was just like, oh, ta-da, we're live. Hello. Sage says her what's up. I just got my first Patreon support. Yay. That's great. She says, I feel humbled that anyone want to support me. We love to support you too, Sage. Everyone loves to share each other's stuff in this community. If you're new to this community, you'll learn that really fast. Piper, my what's up? Making time for family because my daughter is leaving Monday and have established my office at the beach two days a week. What? I need to know more about that. Beach office? Please tell me more. Yes. Do you need like help? setting your office up like i, I, I can am be available. there this afternoon do you yes. need a secretary yeah <laughs> like to bring you coffee and or you know drinks with little umbrellas in them or something <laughs> or just order them i'm not going to bring them to you we'll order from someone else to bring to us my girls we'll hire my girls maria says her what's up is carrying on with her nano projects so nice to hear someone yeah. still doing nano so glad the rest of us are like what yeah uh, and doing final proofreading amending with my publishers for her children's fantasy novel nice william j hi william he says what's up working on my website i'll be ready to launch it in a bit oh, that's so wow. exciting you ladies remember that those days when we were were like working on our websites and worrying about like getting that you know and mm-hmm. then now they just kind of like are there we should probably do a whole other episode on that. We so should probably just... check our websites and make sure they are up to date and current. How about everybody? How about everybody? Make sure you don't have something in there like an old picture or an old like coming in the spring of 2019 X, Y, and Z. Um, it's sadly probably nothing you thought was going to happen. <laughs> or a link to your Patreon that you have discontinued. Yes, that's what we discovered on ours. So that's a, not a any names. Yeah, I have to do that too because I don't even know what's on my website right now. So thank you, yeah. William, for mentioning it because website maintenance, it it is sort of set it and forget it, but you don't want to uh, let it go too right. long being outdated. But being, right. being, I think we should mention names that because there are people like she just mentioned earlier that she's gone back and watched old episodes and we mentioned our Patreon, which we did have a Patreon early on and we don't have it anymore because it was just a lot of work and we were like, nobody knew who we were. So we weren't, we didn't have any really supporters really. Maybe we'll resurrect it at some point. So yeah, you'll hear us to mention Patreon in early episodes and yeah, it's not there anymore. Yeah. We gave a uh, real critique. It was kind of a critique group. So it was supposed to be instructive on people on how to do a good critique, but those days are gone. All right. Anything else from the, uh, what you do, from the chat? No. All right. So it's time to move on to the topic du jour, which is plotting, plotting with D's through plotting. And um, Tina came to us with this topic. And Tina, why don't you give us a little bit of a lowdown on why you thought we should cover plotting through plotting today? Um, well, I'm in another writing group and um, we were having a discussion and, it, and plotting came up and a lot of them um, were struggling with how to plot. Some of them were pantsers who just didn't know how to go about plotting without losing their pantser magic, I guess you could say. And one lady had been plotting for a long time and didn't actually have much writing, actual writing done. So there was a myriad of problems, but that was kind of, when we were having our meeting, trying to come up with ideas, I was just thinking, well, here's some ideas, like, of things that have come up that people actually are interested in. So 
Yeah. That's why and I mentioned it to you. Sort of. We were talking about how you can just kind of get hung up in a never ending cycle, plotity plot plot. Um, I can see where it can happen. I, I feel like we are very blessed and fortunate, though, because here on the podcast, we have a resident expert on the subject of plotting, Miss Rhonda. She is the co-author of the excellent resource, Use This Workbook to Plot Your Novel. I say co-author because she wrote it together with her mom um, under a pen name, Dee Dee Bowman. And for the first time ever on the podcast, we are having a guest. Uh, that's right. A very special guest is joining us today. The other half of the other duo, Dee Dee Bowman. Barbara Bout joins us today. She, uh, do Ron, am I pronouncing her last name right? Bout. Yep. Bout. Great. Bowman. Uh, Barb is one of the seven members of our original writing group, the Flaws Writing Group. It was the four that you see here hosting, plus three more. One is Vicky, our awesome webmaster. One is Gina, Barb's daughter, and Barb's mom. Or uh, Rhonda's whatever. Strike that, switch it around, correct it later. Anyway, the point is Barb is one of the seven members of our original writing group. She's a talented artist, an amazing writer, and one of our favorite supporters of the podcast. Welcome to the show, Barb. Yay. Our first guest. Welcome, Barb. Can you see me? I took the spotlight off, so... <laughs> we can see you. Yeah, she had this lamp. It was like, Meh. she looked like she was being interrogated. So we said, maybe not, right? All right. So we've got some questions for Barb. But first, Rhonda, we want to ask you, is plotting something you enjoy or is plotting a struggle for you? No, plotting is something I love. Okay, so I don't know how many people out there know that I struggle with ADD. But one thing that my ADD as a superpower in is planning. And so that means plotting is one of my favorite things to do literally in the world. And I've got probably seven or eight books that are completely, well, they're not completely plotted because I just didn't know where to finish plotting them because there was always one more detail that I could put in or um, one new thing that I thought of that day that I could just fit in there somewhere. Well, anyway, uh, one day I was complaining about that to Barb, my mother, who, um, we were working on one of our books together and she held up this little, um, basically it's a bullet journal, but it's not for planning your schedule. Oh. It's for planning her plotting. Now see, she's and holding it up for those who are not video. Hold it back up, Barb. If you're not watching a video, it's just anything you could go to an office supply store or whatever. And what? she just picked one that she liked, right? Just whatever yep. one. And it was blank and inside, and Rhonda? Well, it, what she did is she started creating these, um, basically her own printables with the information ah. that she wanted to make sure that she got into every scene, every character, every whatever. And so she just started designing her own, um, uh, you know, she'll be able to tell you, but she follows um, a couple of different plotting theories or formulas. And so she, yeah. Sort of so let me pause you right there because one of the four only questions I get to ask Barb is how did the workbook come about? So if you finish answering that, I have nothing well, to ask Barb. Okay. <laughs> you can have that one. All right, Barb, how did your workbook come about? Well, uh, Rhonda and I coordinate uh, with each other uh, to write stories. And uh, in order to move the story along, I needed something in writing or something concrete to view when we're talking. And I just mm -hmm. happened to show her my notebook and how I went from uh, prepping to planning to the plotting. 
And mm -hmm. she thought that was very helpful. And after uh, working with it a little while, we decided that it might be helpful for someone else. So I heard Rhonda, Barb said that she goes from, she pushed, she said something to planning to plotting. So you would consider yep. this like a planning phase prior to plotting. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like you would use these worksheets to plan your plotting? You well, it's, 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 they help you. Can I interject? Yeah. Yes. Go for it, Barb. Okay. Uh, what I said was we prep, we plan, and then we plot. And the workbook has little sections that kind of give you um, uh, suggestions on how to go through those three steps. In mm -hmm. prepping, what I'm talking about is when you first start with your story, you want to know what genre you're going to um, be writing in. Mm -hmm. Of course, you want to have a synopsis, a little blurb about what your story is about. Okay. And then um, once you know the genre, you do a little investigating and you decide, oh, a cozy mystery is between 65 and 80,000 words. Mm -hmm. So for me, being the organizer, quote unquote, mm -hmm. that I am, uh, I decided since I have a certain strategy, uh, I use a beat sheet. Mm -hmm. For my plotting, I don't know uh, what everybody else uses, but right from like are... Save the Cat, right? Like that's a exactly. Save the Cat reference. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So if you guys don't are... know Save the Cat, you can look it up. A lot of people like to structure their their novels that way, even though it's a screenwriting resource. And so, what I think you're saying, uh, Barb, is that if once you know what your book is supposed to have in it your step is to make sure you don't forget any of those components, right? Correct. Because if you Correct. know you're supposed to have a climactic scene where the villain captures the, the good guy and ties him up on the railroad track, you have a ditto to make sure, or a worksheet, I call it ditto because I'm old. <laughs> and, you have a worksheet, and the worksheet says, what is that scene going to look like, right? So you make sure you have all the pieces. Correct. Awesome. Um, cool, well, go for it. When you decide what strategy you're going to use, whether it's a beat sheet, snowflake, uh, hero's journey, whatever it is, you have to know what points have to be included in your plot. Yes, so Jen, for you me, often talk about romance. Sheet, my particular beat sheet is Jen, you are often talking about how romance has to have certain components in it, right? I like have a sort of like three short, short misses or something like that. Right, exactly. And I have, um, I follow similar to what she's talking about. And you guys have seen before my um, isolation booth, we talk about it, which is basically just a big version of, of my plotting format of how I do it. So yeah, every genre, I agree, every genre has like their own um, beats is what Barb would call it. I have like other terms for it. But yeah, right. And so your workbook comes into play after a person knows what they're trying to accomplish. And this is to make sure that they get all those key components in there. Correct. And then the second part is the planning. And that's where you do your research. And you're um, deciding who the characters are, what the settings are, that sort of thing that uh, if you put it in the notebook, then you can always have it for reference later. Awesome. The, I'm sorry. Go for it. No, go for it. Well, the third part is the plotting, which we're talking about today. Uh, and that is taking the strategy that you're going to use. In my case, it's the beat sheet. Uh, my beat sheet has 15 uh, beats or plot points. 
I take those and make each plot point a chapter. That That's just a terminology. Mm-hmm. So in my book, supposedly, or my uh, story, I'll have 15 chapters. And in each chapter, the plot point has to happen during that chapter. Mm, so I it. will make scenes to go into that chapter to fulfill that plot point. That's really great. It's almost like a color by number, write a novel situation. I hate to yep. say it, but that's the way my brain thinks. So after, too, the 15, after the 15 chapters, I, if I have four or five or six scenes in each one, by the end of the 15 chapters, I should have a complete plot. And at, and at the end of that plotting, you are done. Don't, um, don't keep t- tweaking at this point because you want to start getting your first draft done. Aha. Uh-huh. So, and this is so what you are saying is it also helps you know when the plotting is enough because you correct. have included the components of a quote, good book, unquote, a good right? Story. Good storyline. Okay, wonderful. So that's kind of what your benchmark would be. I'm done when I have an outline that satisfies the criteria of a good storyline, correct? Yes, our chapters are divided into scenes, like I said. Mm -hmm. Those Mm -hmm. scenes, when you're plotting, are basically synopsis of what action needs to be taken in that scene in order to move yourself to the next plot point or the next chapter. So basically you're thinking linearly and at the end of that, you should be able to start writing, not just, um, when I say synopsis, you're just pretty much putting down your ideas. So at the end of that, you will be ready to start writing. And may you had another question for me that I'm going to jump yeah. in here now and say that you get to the end of this, the last scene, all the chapters are done, all your plot points are taken care of, you sit there and you go, okay, now what? You look at your paper and you pick up your pen and nothing comes. I am a big proponent. And in our notebook, we have a couple of pages uh, dedicated at the end for sprint. Okay. uh, My suggestion is when you sit down and you look and you go, okay, now what? Take your first scene and of course, the scene has a title. This this is the action that needs to be taken in that scene. So you take that as your sprint uh, idea, and you sit down for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And um, I want to go back a little bit. In the beginning, when you're prepping and you know what genre it is, you know, say mm-hmm. it's 80,000 words, you know mm-hmm. that your plot points are 15 you divide the 80,000 by the 15, you know, in each plot point, ideally, and I, nothing is written in stone, but this sure, is a way it's to just keep guidelines, it just benchmarks to make sure you're hitting those standards. Because like exactly. we talked last week, a, cu- a customer, a reader of your book is going to expect your chapter to be a certain chapter length. They're going to expect your novel to be a certain page number. Mm-hmm. Right. So just like Barb started off this Correct. whole conversation with is you have to know your genre, right? So that right. makes a big difference. Like I do very much what Barb is talking about. Barb and I are very similar in this. Mine is generally 32 chapters. And I know at what point each of these um, these things that are important in a romance are supposed to happen. And I, I put those in first. I go in and I stick those in and those spots. And then I, I figure out the plotting around those. Like what has to happen from here yeah. to here? 
to, for that to, to make sense and for it to happen. And then that's, so you start big, right, Barb? And then you kind of work your way down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you break it up into small bites. They say, how do you eat yes. an elephant? One bite at a time. And uh, so like the genre, say you need 80,000 words for that genre, you divide it into your chapters, say mine are 15. And I, my math is terrible. So I say maybe each uh, chapter should be 3,000 words. This So each scene... I want, if I want four scenes, maybe it's, um, I don't know, 750 words. Well, when I sprint and I set it up for 20 minutes or something, I might only get 200 words or like Rhonda, 150. (laughs) And uh, so I know that if I'm sprinting for that first scene, I may need to do three or four scenes or three or four sprints to get that scene completed. Right. But at least you're not looking at a white piece of paper and you can't edit like, Mm-hmm. In, my, in right. my opinion, these sprints can be your first draft. Sure, they can. You're getting your your plotting in. You're getting your emotion into it because you're sprinting. It doesn't have to be perfect. And uh, my opinion, because I have a calendar in here, uh, also uh, one is for the plot. You know, a calendar idea for that. But for your writing. You need to keep track. And if your goal is to be done in X amount of months and you know that you do, say, 200 words per sprint in order to get your um, work done within that amount of time, you divide that into your sprints. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't want it to sound too mechanical. But what I'm saying is if you start with a little project and you keep building on that, at the end, you will be done. Yeah. Every follower of Christian Indie Writers podcast, all everybody knows what fans we are of sprinting. I mean, we include it every week. So we are 100% behind that. 100%. 100% behind that. And that would have been my suggestion, too, for people that are stuck in plotting. And then when they stop and they just can't get themselves to write, is just to set a timer. It's amazing what your brain does. Like when all of a sudden you just make it sit down and like, it doesn't matter what you do, just write something. And it's amazing how all of a sudden your brain shows up in ways that you didn't even know it could. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, What do we got going on in the chat, Jen? Have you seen anything interesting pop up? I see that um, William J writes cereals. So he just has to make sure he's got his shattering moment nailed down and stuff like that. So he doesn't have to really tie together plot points and things. So that's pretty good for him. Um, I don't see much else in the chat, do you? But we do have some more questions for Barb. Do uh, Jen or T? Either of you want to ask Barb a question or I can uh, lob one at her here. All right. So how can this book help me, Barb? I'm a pantser. Tina, uh, you're a planter, right, Tina? How do you plot your novels? Do you plot? Um, I really like the story genius way of plotting, Mm -hmm. um, which you kind of go scene by scene and you ask yourself uh, what has to happen. And then you ask yourself about the motivation Um, Then you write down what is going to happen and then what does that change? So, um, so the last question is like, so now what? And then you do, you do a form, you fill out a form for each scene and that moves it along as you go. Got it. So Barb, can your book help me? I mean, I'm a total pantser. Like if I, if I plot the book, it's written, I don't want to go back and look at it ever again. So I have to discover the book as I write it. How can your book help me? Well, uh, if you're writing a, a more than, say, 3,000 words, uh, if you go back to it the next day, you might have trouble remembering if the name of the uh, person is Mary, <laughs> M-E-R-R-Y, or M-O-R-Y. Right, right. Good point. No, Good point. Guilty. So, Guilty. You can use, 
the workbook is good in that it'll be a depository for all of your general information. Ah, commonly. Hey, did I, you know, you get down into it and you say, did I talk to so-and-so about this? Well, if you have it in a, after you've done your scene, you could use it after you do your scene versus ah. where you do your scene. So you say, okay, and this, this person did this or that person did that. So if you're a pantser and you're going along and you go, oh, I can't remember if they talked to them, you can just write back and get an idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, it does make sense because it's kind of like making a list after you've done it so you can cross it off right away. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. So if I put on my list that I have to have exactly. my antagonist, exactly. you yeah. know, tied to the railroad yeah. track and I just wrote that, well, then I've done it. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Plan. A lot of pantsers have a, uh, yeah. what they call a Bible that uh -huh. lists all the names and eye colors and all the stuff that they can't change. And that's how this works too. Nice. Awesome. That's a really good resource because yeah, if you don't have one place for it, you end up with post-it notes and notebooks all over. So it is a very good idea to have one space for it. And why not your amazing resource, which also has all these helpful worksheets. It's a great resource. Jen, do you what see if, something in the chat? Yeah. You kind of look. <laughs> no, I was, I have a question. Like, so, okay, yeah. so that's for pantsers. What about someone like me who already plots? Is this yeah. workbook something for me too? I believe that it is taking your Kanban board and putting it making it mobile so if you're not at home you can open it up and there is all your uh your little post-it notes uh in a hard and as far as are you saying that you my know, that my isolation booth isn't mobile <laughs> <laughs> well you were i dare you to bring it to the, panera bread i have yeah. Tina was there. Was I? Was I? Did it not bring it? Tina? <laughs> she did bring it to Panera Bread. Yes, she did. Oh my goodness! It's this big science well, fair. If you're you, new to the podcast, Jennifer has a big science <laughs> fair poster board, and she has, you know, it's the three compartment things, like legit at a science fair. And she's got her post-its for like her outline and everything. It's very much a spectacle. That's why we're laughing. You, yes, but you have to have it when you write with these ladies because you really, honestly, have to tune them out. You have to separate your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shell says, I could "Stay home." Okay, I guess I could stay home. Thanks a lot, you know. <laughs> Shell says, "I'm taking notes. So much good advice. And looking at the plot, your novel book, it helps make it makes so much sense." Thanks, Barb. So she's looking at the book right now as as you're talking. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Let me great how it helps me. Uh, mm -hmm. and okay, uh, as Jamie well knows, I need structure to get anything done. And this book keeps me from just going on forever and ever. Um, because when I get to the end, um, even though you can skip around, if I've got the whole book filled out, then I know if I'm trying to go back and redo pages, I'm procrastinating. And mm -hmm. I need to stop immediately and start the actual writing part. So it's That's sort of like a boundary for me. Nice. Awesome. All right. Do we have any more questions for the other half of D.D. Bowman before we move on to the feeding of the backs? Ladies? Well, I think that Rhonda just kind of answered that, but I'd be interested to hear if Barb has anything different to say about someone who's stuck in plotting mm. and needs to transition into their actual writing. Yeah. Any more advice for, for us, Barb? Well, um, my problem is that I need um, accountability and uh, that's why Rhonda and I work well as a team, because when I am at a certain point, um, she can kind of give me a little encouragement. And in a way, when you're plotting 
and you write it down, you know, you write your, you have a visual of your plotting, mm -hmm. uh, it will, I think, spur you on to the next thing. And ah. when, you're, when you're talking about um, going from actual, you know, getting stuck in the plotting and going to the actual writing, yeah. I think every time you do write, say your scene or whatever, and you take your, you know, your scene that's in your book, if you take and put that in the, in another place, it is showing you that you're progressing, you know, pretty soon ah. you just keep going down, 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 and you see a progress. Yes. And so when you're that, doing a big project, even if it's something like paying off your debts, right? To see a big win, to see it, the balance is going lower and lower is part of what keeps you motivated to keep going. So to have a visual representation of how much you're getting correct. done on your book is so much more satisfying than files on the computer that don't have that same impressive, tangible file in my book, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's very true. Very I, Piper says, I really like the calendar pages because I pants my scenes, exactly. but needed to make sure the timeline was good. And this nice. works great for me. Yeah. Um, very right, Mom, good. There's you, a cancer who's actually using the book. That's great. Yep. Mom, can you explain the calendar page real quick? Because that's the only page that I really wasn't sure how I was going to use it in the beginning, but it totally makes sense now. So just a super quick, like two sentence synopsis. Well, we have quite a delay. She'll come in yeah. in a second. Okay. Well, well, ha, ha. I, think, um, oh. I have two calendars. One is for your plotting. You know, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the second one is for your story. And say your story is forgetful about who is happening when. You can't have two lunches on Tuesday and... Uh, have it work. So book helps you keep the timeline going. Mm, so, that's is that what great. Yes. yes, because I have seen that kind of error in a self-published novel. Uh, the girl rides into the horse on blue bonnet and she rides out of the house on blue bell or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, or, or whatever, those little things that can really trip you up. So the calendars can Correct. help you. Like you said, not have two lunch dates on Tuesday. Very good. Right. Rhonda, can you field this question from Shell? How sure. would you scale it down for a short story? Like 5,000 to 10,000 words, 15 chapters might be too many. Yes, it probably would, but you're probably still going to have 15 beats in your story. So you just scale down um, the amount of detail that you put into the story. Um, you still use all the same, it still needs to have an inciting incident. It still needs to have a breaking point, um, a shattering moment, whatever you want to call it. So it still needs all the components. You just don't need the same word count and the same well, amount of Can I interject too? Mm -hmm. The terminology, chapters and scenes is just terminology. It's a way of separating things. If you don't want to call it chapters, you can call it, uh, your name it your plot point. You know, you can have 15 plot points or whatever. Mm. So the chapter, it does not mean uh, the chapters that you would read in a yeah, book. like William J. You could just say installments, right? Yeah, exactly. Of your book mm -hmm. yeah. or story or story in this case. Got it. So don't get confused with the the terminology. It's just a, a way of breaking the whole big thing into smaller bites. Amazing, awesome, awesome from you, Barb. Great. Anything else, ladies? Do we have any other questions before we um, let Barb off the hook here? 
No? Okay, well, Barb, we want to thank you so much for being our first guest ever on the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. I hope it was a wonderful experience for you because I know we all learned a lot. It sounds like the people in the chat also learned a lot. Thank you so much for being with us. And I want to encourage and everybody. in the mail, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Look for it. We're going to pay you double what we paid you last week. All right. All right. Okay. We want to thank you for joining us. And we want to encourage everybody to pick up a copy of the book by Dee Dee Bowman. Plot your novel with this workbook. Where is it available, ladies? Amazon right now. Amazon. All right. All right. Thanks so much, Barb. Bye, Barb. Bye. All right. Oh, and let me tell you too. We just finished the uh, mystery, the cozy mystery version. So that'll be going up in the next week too. Oh, and the next one after that is romance. So we'll be um, going with Jen a little bit. And that's going to have worksheets that are specifically tailored to those sort of plot structures. Correct. Right. Fabulous resource. Really looking forward to that. Great. Okay. So we've got to move on to the feeding of the backs. What is that? Well, it's just a funny play on words for the term feedback. It's where we give each other feedback on our writing. And we only do positive feedback because these are 15-minute sprint pieces that we took zero time to edit. We literally wrote them just before we came on the air. So all of the feedback is going to be encouraging and supportive. If you would like to take a crack at our writing sprint, check out the prompt this week. Set your timer for 15 minutes and then share a tweet with us to let us know where we can read your sprint. Jen, what is the prompt today? Today's prompt, I had it up on my phone. My phone went to sleep. Today's prompt, write a scene in which my phone just refreshed. <laughs> Someone uh, tries to be helpful, but they end up being a distraction or a helpful action. Action. <laughs> ends up being a, a distraction. Yes. Do you uh, not have your piece? Because I can pick I up. I do. My piece is fine. I yes. just didn't have the, awesome. I had the prompt on my phone and my phone, I had Instagram. Thank you well, very much for refreshing. Okay. One hour. That's all I need. You take as much time as you need. Me and the girls will make dinner. No. The word was out before I could stop it. And the confused and deflated look on my husband's face told me that it had caused damage. I tried to repair. I only need an hour. Then I, I can make dinner. You don't want me to make dinner? It's not that. Then what is it? Mm-hmm. It's just that I only need an hour. You can watch TV or go for a bike ride. Have fun. You don't have to always find some sort of work to do while I, when I write. He smiled at me. It doesn't feel like work. Plus, it makes me feel good knowing I've taken something off your plate. I tried to smile back reassuringly, all the while wondering how full my plate would be after my husband's act of generosity. (laughs) I settled into my office chair and opened my laptop. My screen hadn't even made it past the Lenovo branding page before there was a knock on my office door. A tiny miniature version of me stuck her head through the door. Mom, where does this go? I tried not to sigh at my innocent middle daughter as I surveyed the item in her hand, a spatula. The bathroom, I answered, my sarcasm sounding harsh even to me. Minnie Jen raises an eyebrow at me, another trait straight from me. In the toilet or the tub? Yep, she's me, all right. It goes in the kitchen, in the utensil holder with the rest of the utensils. You know, that container next to the stove that says utensils on it? (laughs) Okay, she says before bolting through the door. My computer is finally booted and I double click the icon for Scrivener. My document isn't completely loaded before there's another knock. This time, it's my youngest. 
Mom, where do you want the package of, of paper towel? I curbed my sarcasm this time. In the linen closet where it always goes. She turns to leave, running full on into my oldest, who is holding my sweater. Let me guess, I say. You don't know where that goes? <laughs> Your room, she asks, also raising a brow, a brow. I can contain my sigh no longer. Let me guess. Dad is making you girls clean. A cricket smile and a shrug. Three, two, one. Yeah. I swear the 15 minutes was only five minutes this week. It was it like felt really short. It felt really, the, really short. Now, but, is this an autobiographical tale? <laughs> so, no, because no, I don't have an office yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's semi-autobiographical. Yeah, my <laughs> dear husband, I mean, and uh, God bless him. Like, he often when I like need time to write like, and it's not a normal writing time. And I'm like, I just got to get to this part. Somehow something in him feels like he's really helping me. If he tries to take on some sort of house duty mm -hmm. while during that time oh, cooking so or, and it, which it sounds great, <laughs> but it always ends up <laughs> me getting interrupted or there's arguing or things aren't right. Something gets burned. Like it never never turns out like it would just be so much better if he was like we'll go for a bike ride and then i'll take you out to dinner that would be the best let's just go out to dinner well, hopefully honey. he's listening to the podcast and he'll do that next time <laughs> oh we've had conversations but I, <laughs> yeah. I hope he understands like well i with my full heart i'm telling this story but oh we've had conversations about it. He it's knows. really funny how how similar our stories are that we wrote today. Well, we'll oh, let good. you go next, Bambina. Um, I got to say, Jen, it was a very realistic portrayal of sort of mom life in mm -hmm. general. And so good job. I can hear it. I, yeah, we've all lived it. Very relatable. What do you and, got for us? Oh, go ahead, too, yes. Right? Yes, very yeah, much. Yeah. Reminding me daughter in the brow. Especially. Yes. What do you got for us today, Bambina? Okay. And I'd also like to say my internet went out and I was um, almost to the end. So... Mm -hmm. My ending's a little sad, but okay. <laughs> Tina sat in front of her laptop, fingers on the keyboard, ready to write. She'd warmed up by reading some Walt Whitman, and her brain was salivating with poetic prose. <laughs> she hit the tab button to indent when suddenly a loud whining sound like an airplane about to take off pierced her thoughts. What in the world is that, she thought, as she jumped up to find the source of the ear-splitting sound. It was coming from the spare room. She turned the corner to find her husband with a jigsaw in his hand and one knee on a chair, attempting to saw through a thick plank. What are you doing? She asked, but he couldn't hear her with his noise-canceling headphones on. She moved right in front of her and waved her hand. The jigsaw stopped, making a strange screeching sound against the plank. Her husband removed his goggles and then his headphones and looked at her, obviously annoyed by the interruption. What are you doing? She repeated. I'm working on the no new home office, he said, gesturing to the room filled with boxes of books and miscellaneous junk. It's my writing time. 10 to 12 is office hours. Do you have to use power tools right now? I suppose not, he replied and put the jigsaw down. Tina returned to her writing desk, closed her eyes for a moment to reorganize her thoughts, and that then put her fingers on home row. A loud banging sound made her jump causing her to accidentally type A-F-I-J into the page. <laughs> she, she put her head on her hands and waited for the banging to stop, but it didn't. With a grunt of frustration, Tina rose and headed back to the spare room. 
Her husband was bent over a box of books, stacking as many of as possible into his arms before rushing to the bookshelves and very noisily throwing them onto them <laughs> before arranging them according to size. Each time he put a book into place, it banged against the back of the shelf. What? he asked when he saw her standing there. Do you have to bang the books on the shelf like that? Yes, he said, trying to appear coy, but he, she knew he was really irritated. <laughs> Tina headed back to her riding dress, trying to ignore the banging sounds. Suddenly, she had an idea. She put on her headphones, opened YouTube, and clicked on her favorite binaural beats video and turned it up all the way. Perfect. Through YouTube. So this is a binary a beat video. Oh. Children, this is the story of the day your father died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds like the binaural beats came in just in the nick of time. <laughs> oh, like, so why didn't she think about it in the first at, place? At least quasi-autobiographical, Bambina. Yes, I am I. Yes, the uh, books behind you are there, too. Uh, yes. We like to joke because whenever company's coming over, he'll decide to like clean the basement or something. Like, and company's <laughs> never going to go in the basement, right? So I found this meme once, and it was this the woman in the picture is trying to get the house ready for company, and her husband's in the attic snow blowing it or leaf blowing the attic. <laughs> and I sent it to him, and he got really offended. Oh, <laughs> oh no! But I just thought it was hilarious because that's him to a T. Like. <laughs> Let's well, it was very good writing. Never yeah. Yeah. The writing sort of disappeared. It really just felt like you were telling us a story. It was yeah. very totally. Absolutely. But your books, I'm kind of disappointed. Your books are not organized by size. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't want them organized by size. I like them to be like, I like this. Ooh, now there's an argument to have. It's kind of like the toilet paper roll argument. Like, yeah. how do you put the books on the shelf? Do you know what I'm right. saying? So Category. it's because like, I like space and bookends, right? Like I like clusters of books on the shelf. Like, isn't that funny how everybody would do it kind of a different way? Just like sprinting. So yeah. um, I'll read mine. I should take a picture of my bookshelves in the living room because yeah. there's his shelves on the left and mine on the right. Yeah. Like you could see the difference between his, like they have to be. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Instagram that and tag us in it so I can share for everyone else to see it. Uh, okay. Well, I know that, uh, uh, well, Robin says she's the cook in her family uh, for Jen Sprint. Uh, she's saying that Robin usually, Robin says she usually has to be rescued. And then Piper says she likes your Sprint, uh, Tina, because it reminds you to use white noise when you're trying to work. Like she's not talking about that for a while. Okay, so I'll read mine to keep it from being Jamie talking too much in a row. <clears throat> and um, yes, I got a little bit into the weeds here. <clears throat> I heaved the door up and slapped the padlock back into the latch, not making that mistake again, then sighed as I evaluated the scope of the job. As expected, it was the fullest box truck I'd ever been sent on the day that I was down two workers. As I pressed my lips together hard and shook my head, trying to remember that this job was going to pay off the Christmas layaway, can I give you a hand with that? I almost dropped my box and did drop my jaw. Standing before me was a figure which must have been poured into his mechanic's coveralls. The seam stretched at the shoulders, and the fabric was tight across his narrowed torso, thanks most certainly in part to a well-formed physique on the other side. 
take your shirt off. That will help my fantasy mind blurted. And I felt my grace grow, <laughs> grow hot as he captured my guilty eyes with his own baby blues. Um, no thanks, I said, silently berating myself for seeing this man's body before acknowledging his offer to help. Be the change you wish to see in the world, Catherine, I admonished myself, heaving the box up to a shoulder carry, feeling especially proud of the maneuver in front of such an audience and carrying it to the appropriate shelf. The new guy, the boss's kid, Eric, I presumed, caught up with me there and slid another two boxes in next to mine. Nuh-uh, I said, jerking a thumb over my left shoulder. These are extra wide. See the green sticker here? It was the moment of truth I knew. The boss's kid was only a couple of years older than I was, but rumor was he was quite experienced. Certainly he was overqualified to work as a warehouse worker in his father's egg noodle company. Eric nodded and moved the boxes, which made me glad, but gave me an unfortunate view of the other side of that killer physique, which only served to distract me further. As if reading my mind and admonishing me to get, back, get it back on the job, the golden boy stood in front of the truck, one hand on his hip, and said, we've got a full day ahead of us. He removed his ball cap and palmed a glorious mop of sun-bleached curls before returning the cap at a jaunty angle. Think we can do it? I can conquer the nations with you at my side, Fantasy Catherine said. It's what we're getting paid for, came my actual reply. Gosh, when had I become such an expletive? The end. Is this Jamie writing a romance? What? That is so exciting. Um, I had to put this up here. Jennifer, LOL, love your attentiveness. You could not see, but the minute you started like talking about his torso, I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that are listening not watching you missed that uh yeah wow jv very yeah. impressed well i don't know well that would be distracting that's all that i could think of yeah. <laughs> what would distract me I'm, well that probably would you need to finish this romance seriously for us please at well, first i thought it was your uh, character sage and reese because mm -hmm. the mechanic outfit mm -hmm. you mentioned that and so i was like okay so i was listening but this is like a whole new couple isn't it mm -hmm. it is like interesting the dynamic there though yeah it's really yeah. interesting to think about mm -hmm. yeah wow. lots of great comments um S sage says jamie exclamation point with <laughs> <laughs> oh says, yeah wow so great uh, Robin says, whoa, Jamie, what a steam, what steam level is that? <laughs> Indies, because I have no idea. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know. You maybe don't even read romance. No, maybe Never. that's a topic we should cover is like, if you have steam, like what burns and what's okay, like maybe we should have that as a topic one day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. not even joking because like, I don't even know. Is it okay to talk about a guy has a cute butt? Like, I'm not sure. So anyway, mm. Yeah, see? see? Yeah, that's, that's a good topic right, to talk about. Yeah. Sage says, I think we need showers after that. Cold showers. <laughs> uh, um, and to back up a little bit, Barb says, no books on my shelves because they have to be entered into the database and Dewey number <laughs> gotten and books labeled first. Oh, Barb. Oh, poor Barb. Which is the exact opposite of what Sage said earlier. She said books should be or arrange organically. Yeah, Sage and I. I'm with yeah, Sage. Yeah, that's cool. Organically. And they don't always have to be standing up either. 
Mm-hmm. I'm somewhere in the middle, I think. I do not do the Dewey Decimal System. I don't but... care until I do. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the bookshelf could look like total garbage for four years. And then suddenly like I'll be like, I can't take it anymore. And then suddenly I have to have it be the most. Ex- yeah, Jen, like I. And then That's one right day now. I will just go crazy and pretend it's the most important thing to fix. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That was great writing. Thank oh, you. thanks a lot. I appreciate very that. entertaining. Yeah, very <laughs> All right. What have you got, Rhonda? Well, actually, what I have is a definition for you right now. Oh. Um, oh. Sondoku. That is a Japanese word for the habit of buying books and letting them pile up without reading them. Mm. And, and the best part of this is it's not a derogatory term. Oh. It's oh. good. It's a good thing. Yeah. So hold on a second. How close is that to the word Sudoku? What are you saying? Spell it. Uh, T-S-U-N-D-O-K-U. So not at all. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I might yeah. have put it like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. Awesome. Well, that's great. I like that definition. I would also like to hear your sprint. Um, well, first of all, I want to hear from um, Piper, I think it was, who said she's making a book quilt. I need to know Ooh. more about that. Yeah, what is that? I, yeah. Same thing. Same here. Okay. While we're waiting for her, I will read mine. 265 words a day, so I'm getting better. Yay! I saw Mary stomping up the front walk, her face screwed up into a decidedly frustrated look, probably because, as usual, her arms were too full and there were already a trail behind her as she'd, that she'd have to go back to pick up. I tossed my knitting out of my lap and ran to get the door for her. Once she hobbled up the steps under her load of groceries and whatever else was in that interesting glittery bag and practically collapsed into the vestibule, she clapped into the first chair. Oh, something smells good in one of those bags, I said, wishing dinner wasn't still hours away. I reached for the pretty bag I'd watched her carry all the way. Don't even try, mother. How could you? Well, I won't look. Is it a gift? Mom, who cares? What does it matter now? She wailed. My life is over. (laughs) Well, honey, if you don't like what I bought, like what you bought, just return it. It's very simple. Mother, forget about the bag. She yanked it out of my hand and tossed it in the chair she had just leaped out of. I thought you liked Tony. You said you could approve of him. Tony? Is this a gift for Tony? I glanced at the ba- at the sparkly bag. I don't think he's a glittery kind of guy. Mom, listen to me. Why did you tell Tony that I work at Neville's? I'm so embarrassed I could die. He'll never think of me again without smelling the dump. Mary <laughs> fell back into the chair and buried her head in her hands. No, it can't be over. It yeah. can't be over. What's in the bag? Right? I you do this to us all the time. What? That's the distraction, isn't it? What's yeah, in the bag? I want to go look in the glittery <laughs> bag. Well, yeah, who cares about the bag, mom? Well, I do. I'm <laughs> yeah. I want to know what's in it. Is it tasty? Can I eat it? Something that smells good. Oh, I really want to know. What a good scene. I love that. You totally built the anticipation, obviously. Mm-hmm. Love it. Wonderful. And all, always with the characters. Man, throw the knitting down and jump up to open the door. As usual, she's caring too much. I mean, these people obviously have known each other for their whole lives. Instantly, just like that. It's great. And I love the the daughter's hyperbole. Like, her life is over. Yes! My daughter's like that. She'll say, I died. Like, she almost died like 12 times a day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Speaking of dying, Shell says, Rhonda, you're killing me. Yes, Rhonda. You're not the only ones. She's like the cliffhanger queen, I think. For sure. All right. Well, we um we are just about done with the podcast, but before we go, we want to take another virtual tour around the uh, table and ask everybody what's next what's next in your writing career in your personal lives 
et cetera, et cetera. What's going on with you, Bambina? What's next? Oh, more of the same editing, editing, and more editing. Mm-hmm. Trying to get it done so I can get a book published. How is it going? Like, do you feel like you could say about how long it's going to take you? Hmm. Well, I think I'm about three quarters of the way done. Yay. Um, I just went through, I have been kind of, it's kind of weird how I'm doing it. Um, and I just went through to make sure that the editor edits all got done because I like took it and put them in different documents. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and when I did, once I did that, I, it's kind of like that stack that Barb was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden I have all this stuff that's done. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, I'm feeling good. I think I'm going to be done by the end of the summer. So, oh, that's so exciting! Wonderful, awesome. Well, I'll go next because the reason I asked you is because my um sort of what's next is is well, I'm editing right, but I I think I can start doing some goal setting because. <laughs> I actually paid attention during office hours, and and to help everybody understand, I wrote something that was finished, I guess, but it really was only about 30,000 words. So I call that kind of the first draft, but this 30,000 words is like probably not even halfway at this point. So I've got a lot of writing to do also, but the tricky part of it is I'm not writing sprints. I'm not writing rough. I'm trying to write clean as I write. So I found out that in the office hour time that I committed to yesterday, I crafted probably about 800 words. So I figured, yeah, if I have about another 30,000 words to craft, I don't know, it's just shot in the dark, then that should take me another 30 office hour days. So I'm starting to get to a place where I think I can make a projection that makes sense based on what I'm actually producing, not on what I'm capable of producing on my very best super motivated day, but on what I'm actually doing in life right now that doesn't make me feel like a stress case. And it looks like about 800 words a day. So based on that information, I'm hoping to be able to have some more targets and better ideas for when I can actually launch. Because I'm not sure October still works based on that. So what's next for you, Jen? Well, let's hit the um, our chat first. Right. Piper said that her what's next is trying to work on her work in progress. Haven't been writing much. So really need to set boundaries Ooh, around my writing important. time. Yeah. Good for you. Be strong. It's hard. Yeah. Painting kitchen, bringing... Uh, DD to airport. What is oh, daughter, daughter, daughter. That's right. Mm-hmm. Darling daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm very similar. Like I had a lot of things around the house that just were distracting me. And so I did take this last week off. Now, if, if those of you that are just tuning in two weeks ago, I announced that finally the weight around my neck was released. I finally was able to stamp first draft. On yeah. So awesome. So I, Yes, that albatross is gone. So I um, celebrated by taking this week off, except for today, of course, and Tuesday, which is our our business uh, meeting. But the, but Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I took off, and I was able to check a big, huge thing off my list that was kind of here at the house that was uh, just feeling like it was weighing me down. Um, so my what's next? I've taken two weeks off of the novel. Usually, I take a month, but I'm kind of on a time crunch more than usual. So this next week is I'm going back in for editing. So um, I'm a little nervous about that because every time I feel like I pick up this book, I'm like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but I, I am going to go at it with that I'm, I'm editing. It may not be the best thing I've ever written, which I know it's probably fine. I'm just being too hard on myself. But 
I'm going to uh, start editing this week. I'm showing up for office hours every single day and um, spending that time doing a bunch of editing. So mm -hmm. if you can just pretend it's someone else's, someone yeah, else right. sent you something and you're just cleaning it up. Right. Hmm. Uh, in our chat, we have some more stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, Rhonda, were you going to say something? No, I just said oh. that's great advice. Shell says her what's next is Sheila wants to try plotting her short story, and she's going to try using the novel. Yay! Work. Yay. Yay. Rhonda will really want to know how it works out. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Good um, or bad. Robin says next week she's focusing on cleaning up the newsletter, her newsletter and new social media tactics. Um, feel the same way for us, too. Um Sage says her what's next is hosting author to pub quiz trivia night tomorrow night. What? Uh, okay. I need to know more about that. I, I don't know how to know what now. anything is going on. I'm like, you know what I mean? I know Facebook events. I don't know. Like to have Twitter alarm you when something cool, like, I don't even know. We're going to, we're going to have a whole episode about social media frustrations. In fact, that's our topic for next week. And maybe that's going to sneak its way into the outline somewhere because I'm, I'm crafting that today after this episode, but there's so many things that I just don't get about how to stay informed and what to do. And so if that's a topic of interest to you, you'll want to tune in. And if you know anybody else who's just starting to build a social media platform or is as frustrated as I am about knowing the difference between a twit and a post or any of that stuff, tune in. I know that we, yeah, I know that we've covered social media before on the podcast, but this is basically you're there and frustrated what to do. So join us. Okay. So, um, what else, ladies? Did we get everybody's up? Also, if you have questions that you would like us to answer, oh, please, yeah. please reach out to us because um, if we don't know the yep. answer, we will do really hard to look up that answer for you. So. Mm -hmm. And if you know anybody who would like to be a guest on the Christian Indie Writers Podcast like Barb was today, we do have some requirements um, and some parameters. If you go over to our website and you clicked be a guest on our show, there's a form there to fill out. It's an interest form. And if it turns out that we think you're in alignment with our mission and vision, we will reach out to you. Specifically and, yeah. things for writers, not for writers, mm -hmm. not, promo. We're not promoting, not promoting. We don't do promo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I didn't get an interview about my book or whatever. We understood that Rhonda's book is going to be very helpful to uh, Christian indie writers. And um, we do encourage you to leave a review. Um, especially if you were blessed to receive a free copy, it would be real nice if you could go over and leave a review of the book. Yeah, how are those reviews coming in, Rhonda? Are you getting reviews back from the people that you gave copies to? Uh, very. Uh, yes, we've gotten a few, and they're very wonderful. I feel like Aww. I should pay some people. Because <laughs> they're very, very <laughs> nice reviews. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Rhonda, I wanted to say earlier, but I didn't get a chance to jump in. As soon as the Hero's Journey workbook is done, you need to let me know. Oh, yes. All right. Maybe we'll, yeah, we'll put it on the docket. Yeah. Okay. So what is, what is left? Um, that's it, right? We covered all the bases. All right. In that case, this concludes this episode of the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. Until next week, may your pen be prolific. May your deadline be met. And may all of your words honor Christ. Bye now. <laughs>